This is spoiler cast. This is I don't know. We we're gonna start doing this from time to time. It's a just like a little bonus episode. So we're we're pretty big nerds, all three of us. But I have Yorton here today, and uh, there's so many podcasts out there where they just talk about all the the hot shows. You know, episode by episode, there's always these after shows. We're not we're not about that. We're we're all movies. But from time to time, there's a big show, like the Book of Boba Fett, for example. Where I feel like it'd be fun to talk about, you know? So the, the the show just ended. This is going up on a Wednesday. It's the first Wednesday without Boba Fett in seven weeks. So I figured we could talk about it as a whole instead of like episode by episode. I just want to warn everyone. I thought we were recording a podcast for a movie that we were supposed to be recording. Um, <laughs> the movie has a lot of alcohol in it. And it's about how you work better under alcohol. With a 0.5 blood alcohol level. Well, I prepared for the podcast by having a beer for dinner and then taking two, two shots about 10 minutes ago. So, <laughs> uh, if you if I sound drunk or I'm stumbling my words, just know that is why. Okay? So, my motor skills are malfunctioning right now. Yorton, how you doing, man? I am doing quite good right now. So, we're, t- we're here to talk about Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. So, let's let's flash back. Season two of The Mandalorian. We're in a group chat together with a bunch of friends. I remember in season one we were, we were discussing, you know, are those are those the feet of Boba Fett? You know, I was like, it, listen to the sound effects. He put the sound effects from the movie in there. You're like, no, it's not. It's it's he doesn't have the boots and all that stuff. I was like, but I swear it's him. You know, whatever. And it, it turns out to be him. But we were how it became him was way different than what we thought, right? He had lost his armor. Uh, in season two, he gets it back. And he that one episode in season two of The Mandalorian where he just whooped some ass was one of the, like, as a huge Boba Fett fan, that just redeemed everything in my eyes. It's like, I told you motherfuckers he could have his own show. <laughs> I told you he was a badass. He's back, baby. So, I mean, let's talk about that moment real quick. Season two of The Mandalorian, is that... I mean, is that better than the Luke Skywalker episode? Than the Luke? The final? The final episode? Uh, I really enjoyed the final episode. I'm not as big as Boba Fett a fan as you, even though I do ha- did have all his toys and the ship and everything growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I thought that was a cool episode with the, the Boba Fett, but that final episode I felt like was just such a great wrap up for the first two seasons of Mandalorian. It's not fair. You bring in Luke Skywalker, you know, I it's know. not fair. You can't compete with that. But yeah, I thought it was cool that Boba Fett, you know, is he doesn't have his tools and he's still whooping ass. He's got that gaffy stick and he's just, just laying people out. And then when he does get his armor back, he's just using all these cool, this cool, like utilities on it. I just thought it was, it was awesome. So with that episode, you're like, yes, Let's go. Boba Fett's back. He's got his own show. I feel like the common consensus here is that we all love Boba Fett, but this is not the Boba Fett we we wanted to see. Is that kind of where you're at right now? Like we I enjoyed the show. For me, I don't it wasn't too far off for me of what I would because if you follow the Clone Wars, his story with the Clone Wars, and you st- stick with strictly canon, and you also include that one episode that never came out where 
It was him and Cad Bane fighting and dueling. Yeah. That makes this Bubba Fett make a lot more sense than if you would go with what was with Legends Bubba Fett. Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, I'm torn. Because I like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Man, his character in this show, though, was... They leave it open to where he... he you know, he's not going to be tied to Tatooine, most likely. But I was just like, I want when I when I heard of a Boba Fett show, I was like, cool. He's taking down a crime boss. He's gonna be <laughs> whooping some ass. He's just a character that he's the man with no name. You know, he comes into town, he whoops some ass, and he leaves. And in this show, they they, I guess they realize like we can't write him like that because that's a lot of those traits are straight up given to the Mandalorian at this point. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is if the Mandalorian didn't come out, we would probably have gotten that Bubba Fett. But because the Mandalorian came out, they didn't want the show to feel like Mandalorian 2.0, basically, where he was taking all the same traits and everything as the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, the Mandalorian is more sensitive, I believe. But you could very I'm thinking now, like you could very easily just replace the Mandalorian and put Boba Fett there, and call it the Boba Fett show, and just have him come out the Sarlacc pit, you know, he finds Baby Yoda, and it humanizes him. I don't know, I'm not saying I prefer that, I'm just saying, like, yeah, they gave a lot of his badass traits to the Mandalorian, so they had to change it, man. Um, so, episode one. How do you feel about the flashbacks, by the way? Are you, are you, did you, what did you, what did you like more? Did, did you like the Sand People story more, or did you like the modern day story? Well, one of my favorite... I've liked a lot of the modern day things, but there were things I really liked about the flashbacks. In particular, the uh, train episode. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the best episodes and where I felt like the Boba Fett series was at its best was with that train episode. Yeah, it was very Indiana Jones-like almost, or Uncharted almost, you know, but set in the Star Wars universe. It was just a good spaghetti western to me. That's yeah. really what I was... And when this movie, when this series is a spaghetti western, that's when it's at its best, I feel like. I agree. Um, I feel, man, this is a hot take, but maybe it's not. I feel like, a, you know, the show's very divisive. I feel like everyone likes it. The problem with Star Wars is we compare it against itself all the time. So, like, everyone compares, you know, if a new movie comes out, they compare it to the best movie, Empire, you know, or something like that. It's, well, it's no Empire, you know, it's like... Can't you just shut up and, and just enjoy the movie? And I feel like with Boba Fett, people are saying like, you know, it's not as good as The Mandalorian, so it's automatically crap. It's like you can, at worst, it's it's good, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, you're gonna say something? You had a reaction? I was gonna to that? say yeah. For me, like I didn't like it as much as The Mandalorian, but I still was enjoyed enjoying it. I still woke up early to watch the episodes and everything. I. Like, if I give an overall ranking on it and everything, I would give it a 7, which I feel like, you know, it's above average. It's still exciting and everything. It just didn't re- reach that greatness. And it, now, like, yeah, uh, some it, it of the episodes in particular it, could be 8 or 9 for me. Yeah, I guess it is kind of up and down for sure. But it doesn't do anything that just, like, you know, there's so, like some... Hmm, okay. There's certain moments in movies... I'll use Star Wars as an example that really like there's moments that 
turn people off completely and ruin the movie. There's nothing like show ruining any decisions like that in this movie, in this show that kind of just like ruin the show at, at, at worst. It's like, you may not enjoy an episode as much, but it's like, it's still, you know, it's star Wars. I'm enjoying myself. I may not be having the time of my life like I do in the Mandalorian, but it's still like, I'm getting more star Wars. I'm getting more backstory. I'm learning about Tatooine. I'm learning about, you know, like, Oh man, one of the, oh, I know I'm getting sidetracked cause I'm, I'm a little tipsy. Um, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, podcasts. It's, I kind of replaced music with podcasts lately. And one of the things I was, one of the podcasts I was listening to was talking about how like the, uh, the relationship between the Tuscans and the people of Tatooine and how it's never been really explored. And I was like, I'm pretty sure in Knights of the Old Republic, the old video game on Xbox and PC, you could, when you're on Tatooine and there's a whole mission where you're out in the desert with the sand people and you have to like form a treaty with them. And there's this whole dialogue setting where they're like, people are encroaching on our land and Mm -hmm. we're fighting back to take back our land. And that's like, that relationship is there. Like they're the natives that's been established for a long time. And people acting like this is the first time it's happened. Maybe it's the first time the masses are seeing that, but like, there's a small plot line in the Knights of Knights of the Old Republic where they deal with that. I don't yeah, know what and I want you, you to could call. go different routes with the Knights of the Old Republic because you could just choose to just massacre the whole camp if you want. That's true. You don't even have to talk to them. You just go in <laughs> lightsabers blazing and just act like Anakin pretty much. With the idea that you know, this was their this was their planet. And their land, and then all these people kept moving in and encroaching on their land, not even paying attention, like even caring that they're on Tuscan land, or you know, it's just, yeah, it was not the first time it's been explored. It was definitely in Knights of the Old Republic. It, it, it's, I will say, though, it's the first time I feel like they've gone in depth on it, and that's what it, they did a good job, I felt like, on it. Yeah, I feel and, like maybe in, the, in some of the old Legends books, they had to have touched on it, but I'm not enough of a Legends connoisseur to. To stand by that statement. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyways, we get Boba. Um, one of my favorite things about the flashback, going back to what I asked you earlier, is it's a small thing, but it's seeing young Boba, like in slow motion, look at his father fly away in the in the Slave One, or fire spray, whatever. I'm calling it Slave One. And um, <laughs> look out the window. And they did such a good job recreating certain scenes. There's a scene where... Uh, He's holding his father's helmet. And there's something like noteworthy about that scene. Because it's taken from Clone of the Wars, but they reshot it. And they got rid of the CGI, I guess, animals. The animals that were in the pit with them. And mm-hmm. it's just him and, and the helmet. And I thought that maybe that's telling. I don't know. I don't know if that's telling or not. But I just like the small nods to the prequels. Because I'm not a big prequel guy. But there are certain moments in the prequels that I really do adore. And... Dave Filoni is kind of the king at like redeeming the prequels. I don't know. Any thoughts? With him as a kid? Yeah, I thought that was a good nod to make people remember back. Oh, yeah, this kid, this guy's been through a lot of trauma in his life and a lot of expectations and everything. Where, like, oh man, look who I had to live up to, (laughs) basically. Yeah. So. Let's talk. I mean, we're jumping all all over the place, but like, in the, in the Star Wars lore, his father 
Jango Fett is I'm pretty sure he's renowned as like the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, right? And Cad right. and Cad Bane is arguably like second, right? And so he wants to take out Django, but he doesn't get the chance. And so that whole story arc, I believe, that never aired was him training Boba Fett. And then he planned on taking him out. That way mm-hmm. he could prove that he was the best. Is, am, I, am I right there? Am I going? You are dead on right there with okay. that. So that, I mean, that was, that just kind of proves Boba Fett's the best in the galaxy. I just wish we, we saw more of that. And I'm saying this as someone who really did enjoy the show. It just wasn't what I wanted from the character, you know. So you said you you were okay and you kind of liked this the direction. I like the idea of redeeming him and him, you know, being saved by the Sand People and learning their ways. But man, you know what I want for a season two? I want him. Um, there's a podcast I listen to where they call Kersanstin, whatever the the Black Wookie. They call him Chupak, which I thought was really clever. So um, you get Chupak. You get Phoenix Sand. You get maybe just those three. I don't know. And you you get a group. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm not a lone. I'm not a lone warrior anymore. I've learned from the Tuscans. I've allowed myself to have a family. I think it'd be cool if those three set out and they just start taking down crime syndicates. That way, you get a chance to galaxy hop a little bit. <laughs> you get a chance for a lot more action as far as like. All right, we went after the Pikes this season. Next season, we're taking on Black Sun. You know, something like that. Would you be down to watch something like that? I could see them possibly going that uh, direction because I feel like that's why they kept Marshall still around mm-hmm. and why he had also the line about, like, oh, we might not be cut out for this work. Because <laughs> I'm sort of thinking the Marshall might, like, I'd say about 40% chance... Marshall will be basically like the big man on Tatooine taking over what Bubba Fett has started up and everything. I think you're right. I think, I mean, that's such a weird line to throw into the show after the whole show is about him taking over. And yeah. we, at the end, he's like, I don't think I'm cut out for this. Like, people have died, Boba. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't change your mind now. So I, yeah. I wonder if that's a reaction to the the screening of the show and they're like, this, this isn't working. I wonder if I think we got to have an out here for season two. So that, that's sort of what I'm thinking where season two is going to go with the Marshall sort of is more the man in charge of the, uh, the area. And then they, they'll have Bubba Fett go off and have his adventures and maybe taking out other crime syndicates. Cause that could be one of the things is like, Hey, let's just overthrow some more crime syndicates. And the, Star Wars got plenty of them, so let's go. Dude, if you go that direction, you can bring in, um, I forget, Kira, is that her name? Khaleesi from Solo Movie. Like, she, mm-hmm. she's back in canon now. She's in some comic books. She's organizing, like, she's organizing these crime syndicates and kind of forming, like, a, a union almost. So, like, there's a lot you could do. Um, I will say, watching the show inspired me. To go to go back and read a few of the most popular Boba Fett runs, and there's a Boba Fett comic run where it starts. I think it's called I don't know what it's called, but I think it's called like Blood and War. And it starts off with Jango Fett, and he he's handed this bounty, and he he hunts down this bounty, and he knows nothing about it. But the guy he unmasks the guy, 
who he's supposed to kill. And he sees himself, and it's a clone who is defected from the clone army and says, I don't want to do it anymore. I just, I just want, to, I want to have my own life. And he has a hard time killing him. And the clone's like, look, I have a, I have a wife and a kid, you know? And uh, Django, being the soulless man he is, kills him anyway. But what he does do is, because that kid is technically kind of his, because he shares the same DNA, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he sets up a trust fund for the kid. And uh, Boba Fett, the next series of comics, Boba Fett has no idea this is going on, but he finds out, and he thinks his his dad had a kid with someone else when he didn't. It's really just the clone had a kid. And it's this whole story arc, but it, it's cool watching Boba Fett be a badass, and it's a cool story. I recommend I think it's called Blood and War. I'm off topic here. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our, our favorite... Let's do our favorite few moments from the show. Um, actually, who was your favorite character from the show? Because they introduced a lot of uh, new characters. I wonder if they topped the list. It's between Finnick Shan and the Marshal. Those are like my two favorite characters, I feel like. It's hard not to like Cobb Vance. I mean, <laughs> he's so cool. He's, you know, I'm always dying to for them to re, like to make shadows of the empire which they can totally do now i saw the luke i saw the luke skywalker technology you have no excuses you can make that movie or show but <laughs> Cobb vanth is basically dash rendar just the coolest motherfucker you know <laughs> like there's too many cool gunslingers in the galaxy now to introduce dash rendar and that kind of hurts my heart but man he's so cool um okay so you say Cobb vanth and and finnick shand yeah so i mean I'll say this, Boba was being so outclassed by his side characters in the show that it's kind of telling that they're like, in the final episode, like, Finnick Shand, go away for a bit. Let Boba have his moment because you can stop outshining him, you know? It, it was yeah. kind of obvious. Um, I Man, I would say, man, Black Krasanskin, or whatever his name is, I'm going to call him Chupac. Black Krasanskin. I, I don't want to keep saying that name, especially Tipsy. I'm going to keep messing up. So, Chupac, man, he was so cool. I want to see so much more of him. I really do. He was such a bad motherfucker. I, I also like the twins, the two the two huts. I want to get more of that story. The two huts. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that they definitely left uh, where they could go with different routes of season two, the fact that they introduced those huts. And that's way too much assets to create them to not use them again so i feel like they're going to have to bring them in again yeah i mean they <laughs> it's a lot of cgi work for two episodes and just never use them again you know i feel like they got to come back <laughs> um did I, you... I just can't imagine we've got these great models sitting sitting around <laughs> the computer we need to use them. <laughs> did you uh did you read the aftermath books or listen to the audiobooks yeah, I read the Aftermath books, and that that's one of the reasons why I like Marshall so much, because of the Aftermath books. Because that side story with him was definitely one of the most interesting. I think that was definitely the best side story they introduced. There was one side story with Jar Jar, which I thought was funny, where he's pretty much just a street performer in the city of Theed. You know, like performing for kids, and everyone kind of looks down on him. Um, but... that Cobb Vance story was definitely the, the best. There's a moment in that story, though, where they intercept the delivery of a baby hut. 
Mm-hmm. Remember that? I wonder if I wonder if the show's going to introduce that. And what they did is they got the Rancor trainer from the original trilogy, and they said, "Can you can you train this this baby Hut to be on our side and kind of like we can take him over?" And he was like, mm-hmm. "Well, Huts are intelligent species, not like Rancors." I mean, he's like, "Yeah, but <laughs> can you do it?" He's like, I, "I guess." So that's something the show hasn't even touched right now is. If that's canon, right now, Cobb Vanth has secretly been hiding a, a baby hut and training him to be on their side. That's a whole, that's a big-ass plot line to introduce. Do you think they ever introduced that? I, If they kept the hut still around in Tatooine, I would have said yes. But the fact that they're not... And but uh, Bubba's taken over. I sort of feel like that's just going to be like, well, they're just like that's just not going to be. We'll just not talk about the baby. Huh? Maybe that's a story for a book later on or something. Yeah. Um. Okay. So your favorite characters were Phoenix Shand and Cobb Vanth. Who did you? <laughs> the uh the very divisive mod. Mod Squad is that what they're called? The mods, yes. The mods. The mods. Where, where do you where do you settle with them? So here's the thing. I get what they were going with. It. I I knew that they were going to go with the moped gangs of the '60s and '70s uh, in England, and that that was a big inspiration part with a uh, American graffiti like side that George Lucas grew up with. The issue I have with them is more the gear and tech that they are wearing didn't feel like Star Wars. And that's really the only issue I have with them. I, I didn't mind the original concept of it. I just more felt like the tech and gear that the people were wearing, the mods, felt out of place rather rather than feeling Star Wars. So I I kind of agree with you, but let me clarify here. I thought the same thing, but like the the colors of the bikes and the tech and the mods and all that stuff. Yeah, they. Cl- I think it more so clashes with the tone and and style of the show. I feel like if the show took place on Coruscant, they'd fit right in. I, I I don't know. I think like the big thing was like that the eye, the dude with the eye, mm-hmm. that that thing that did. That felt completely out of place. It was more the on their bodies, the uh, mods okay. on their bodies that I felt like was out of place. The bikes didn't bother me as much, uh, especially the fact that, oh, they put all their money on the bikes. I'm like, well, that's sort of what groups like that do. They're all, they're, mm-hmm. all their money goes under their bikes. So they're poor, but hey, we got a nice ride. Dude, I teach underprivileged kids, and you're right. Like They don't have a lot of money, but they have an expensive hobby in upgrading their truck or their car and that's where the money goes, you know? So like, I totally get that. And yeah, people don't understand that. Just don't understand that kind of culture. Um, they didn't bother me too much. I, I actually kind of liked them. Um, now the, the slow speed race chase down the city. Not great. Not great. I just felt unfinished. Like it was like, there was frame yeah. skipping. It was just. It, I, I feel like it was more like they did a walkthrough, and then they're like, "Well, we ran out of time, so <laughs> we'll just use the walkthrough." Um, I don't know, man. Um, how do you feel about the season three of Mandalorian just kind of debuting in the middle of the show? Uh, 
Like I so let me let me clarify that question real quick. I felt like it was reactionary. Like they got rid of Baby Yoda in season two at the end, and it's like, oh no, we got to bring him back. And I thought season three would be about getting him back or bringing him back, but they just, it, I, I'm not complaining because I'm getting a lot of great Star Wars content, but I do feel like I need to point out it. it feels like it kind of lessens the impact of the finale of season two to just bring Baby Yoda back before season three even starts. Well, I thought more season two was more about the Mandalorian figuring out uh, showing that he wants what's best for Yoda. And I feel like this shows the best thing for or baby Yoda for Gogru is the fact that he needs to be with him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's what the story was. It was trying to uh, basically... How am I going to have my kid grow up the best? But don't you feel and like that should be a pick? plot for season three of Mando's show and not take yes, place? Yes, I, I do feel like it should have been. But we're sort of like in untested waters of like how shows are with Disney Plus and how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like This is a whole new concept of having all these shows and characters intermingling so freely between that... I feel like they were just sort of testing to see, can we just do the storylines and have it just be one continuous story, even though these are separate shows? I I just, I'm really curious as to what season three of the Mandalorian is going to be, you know, because I really thought it was going to be him and the whole Mandalore plot and, you know, who's going to take over. And then it's also going to be like, baby yoda and is he gonna come back you know all that kind of stuff but he's back he's back and we haven't seen an episode of the mandalorian season three yet and baby yoda is gonna be there at the start it's just weird to me they'll probably have a little recap or something on explaining (laughs) it but it's just it is weird that's why i said it is weird but this is a whole new way of doing shows so i feel like they're experimenting a bit of how to tell a story it is weird that if you watch the mandalorian but you don't have time for boba fett like you just missed a huge part of the mandalorian story yeah but maybe that's the idea because that way you would watch all the star wars then you're like oh man i can't miss now i'm not complaining but I do feel like that's not the way I would have done it. Now I would. Yeah. I, I'm not those, those two episodes we get with the Mandalorian, where he just kind of takes over the the whole Boba Fett show. I love. They're some of my favorite Star Wars pieces of media ever, and I would never. I would not take them away. What I would take away is Baby Yoda coming back in that final episode, and that way, because when season three starts. All that stuff could have happened, and you could start... <laughs> He's going to have the new ship. Baby Yoda's in there. We feel like, wait, did I miss something? Well, if, if you don't bring Baby Yoda back, then you wait. Season 3 could start, and for people who didn't watch Boba Fett, you could pretty much act like you don't need to watch Boba Fett to understand what's happening. Like, yeah, his ship blew up, so guess what? In the off-season, he got a new ship. Big deal. Baby Yoda's gone. Big deal. Eventually, Yoda can show back up. Baby Yoda, or Grogu can show back up. And there could just be a line of dialogue like, he was given a choice and he chose you. And no one who missed Boba Fett missed anything. You know, like, but now it's like mandatory you watch Boba Although Fett. Although think about this with uh, 
the way the MCU's been working, you miss one movie, you can miss a crucial part. Like, if you miss Civil War, you're going to be like, why are the Avengers not together? Why are they having so much problems working together? Yeah, but I do feel like the MCU does a great job of... You can watch one movie and not see... Except for, like, Infinity War and Endgame, like, you you need to watch some of the movies. But aside from that, like, you can watch a movie and you can just kind of figure it out through a line or two of dialogue. Oh, I guess they got in a fight. Okay, moving on. Like, you don't have to see the previous ones where, like, this is like, no, you fucking need to watch (laughs) the Boba Fett. (laughs) It's more... It's more... I don't know, but... um, Okay. Um, But to go with your topic with season three, I think they're pretty clear on what they're going to make season three about. I think he's going to try to unite all the Mandalorians together. I don't think he... uh... I don't think he thinks that far ahead. I do think he got kicked out of the group, right? The big old group of three people. And uh, <laughs> he's going to go back and he's going to meet up with... Uh, I'm a little tipsy. What's her name? From Clone Wars and... Uh, oh, man. Now I'm like... Uh, oh, yeah, well, you're I the think... expert. Come on. What's her name? Oh, um, Starbuck. My, my mind went blank. From Battlestar Galactica. Oh God, here we go. We're YouTubing it now. I'm so... Um, <laughs> I want to Google famous Mandalorians. Everyone's screaming at their podcast right now. Sabine? No, not Sabine. Um, is it? It's not Satine. It's what the hell? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. There we go. Yeah, my brain went. I oh, had the God. picture of it in my head. I'm like, why can't I think of her name? I think he Bo-Katan. I think he meets up with Bo-Katan again, and they kind of like go at it. Now everyone says like Bo-Katan has to win it back from him. I was like, or he could lose it to someone else on purpose, and she could fight that guy and get it back. You know, like there's <laughs> loopholes here. Like she doesn't have to like beat him. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think season three deals with more of that. Um, I hope it's not just one. So here's a question. Boba Fett was just like one giant story split up into seven arcs. The Mandalorian, people act like the Mandal- Mandalorian's flawless, flawless, but people were complaining that there were whole episodes that had nothing to do with the overarching story. And I kind of enjoy that about the Mandalorian. You know, like you can't wait to watch the next episode, but then it's like, oh, this episode they're stuck fighting an ice spider. Like, this has nothing to do with what I thought it was going to be about. But I enjoy the the Monster of the Week kind of element to it. Do you think Season 3 continues that trend? Or is it Season 3 just going to be a 10-hour a, a story split up into 10 episodes? I, it's going to be exactly how Star Wars television, including the animated series, is going to be like. It's going to be like they're going to mix it. Like, they have one overarching arc that they're going to talk about in the season, but they're going to have a mix in of like stories that fit in with the arc and standalone episodes. I hope so. Cause I, I do like the standalone episodes where, you know, he just travels to a random planet, goes to a bar, accepts a mission. It's a video game side quest pretty much. Right. And, <laughs> uh, we get to see new creatures, new, new planets, new, new ideas that could be fleshed out later on, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I think it, I like that idea. Um, I want to talk about Robert Rodriguez real quick. When, after watching the episode of season two, where he just 
directed Boba Fett's comeback. I was like, give this dude everything. I will say, though, like, his episodes of this show are the weakest. Were the weakest, right? And I kind of don't want him for a season two of Boba Fett. I'd rather someone. I I just realized he he's not the visionary I thought he was going to be. He's good for like I, one I would, episode. I'll say he is a visionary. It's just the fact I don't feel like his visionary fits with Star Wars. Like he has a clear vision and what the direction he wants to go, but it, it clashes with the overall feel of what they're going with with the Star Wars. Yeah, maybe maybe my thing is I don't want him dictating the story of a character, but I wouldn't mind him coming in and directing an episode of a character, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost a Zack Snyder problem. I don't, I love the way Zack Snyder movies look, but I hate the way he crafts the story. His stories are batshit crazy and awful. <laughs> and if he would just accept the idea that hire someone who can write a good story and a great script and you just direct the shit out of it, like it's going to be a, a hit, but he he has too much control almost, and I feel like the it's the same for Robert Rodriguez. Like I don't know, I just I kind of don't want him in charge to see if, uh, another Boba Fett season. Would you Would you want him back, or would you want maybe someone else? Uh if he's not back, I'm not going to be upset. Basically, if yeah, he's not back, fair enough. That's sort of how I feel. Like I feel like I like him as a lot of shows and uh, movies that he's made. I've liked, but it's just I just don't feel like he fit in with what they were going with with the current Star Wars. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that line. I still feel like that line at the end was Dave Filoni and what's his name, um, Happy from Iron Man, um, saying, "Okay, we got the show done. We we brought Boba Fett back, but." I, I think we're I think we're gonna change how I think we're gonna change the outcome of his future. I don't think we're gonna keep the same idea going forward. When he said, "I'm not cut out for this," it's like thank God because I can't I can't handle <laughs> like this cult favorite Star Wars character who everyone loves and feels like was done dirty, finally brought back, and he's stuck sitting in a throne on Tatooine. <laughs> You know, like that's not what we want. We want the badass flying around the galaxy, and that—that's what I want. Um, and I feel like a lot of my expectations were built up from you know the legends material, just the way people talked about him in universe. Like, oh shit, Boba Fett's back. You know, like Boba Fett. I'm scared of Boba Fett. Anyone, Boba Fett. Like he's <laughs> just—he's almost scary. You know, at how good yeah. he is. Um, so I feel like. The name Boba Fett took a hit, and I would I wouldn't mind if season two was him gaining back his status, you know. But which I always think is interesting because because uh, I bring up Clone Wars again, and you look at the way they portrayed uh, Clone Wars, and keep in mind that is George Lucas's idea of how he wanted uh, Boba Fett. Uh, forget all the comics and all the side stuff and everything. Yeah. The Clone Wars is the way George Lucas wanted Boba Fett. And I, I, I feel disagree like with George too many Lucas. Pe- yeah, no, that's fine and all, but I'm just like, just saying that people shouldn't be as a shock if you realize that. But I understand all the mythos and everything he had. That was all his legends and uh, other things, and just people like to talk about with him. I just feel like you can merge the two. You don't have to pick a side. You know, you can have George Lucas's vision and also have him be the legends version in a 
not fully, but like you can you can mix it too. So, all right, let's wrap up here by talking about the future of Star Wars on TV. I read a I read a snippet from I don't know if that's a word. I read a, a I read snippet. A snippet. There we go. A snippet. Snippet of Dave Filoni <laughs> talking about Ahsoka. Someone asked him about like, is Ahsoka going to be protecting Baby Yoda? And he's like, Baby Yoda has nothing to do with Ahsoka. Ahsoka taking care of Baby Yoda is not the show I have envisioned. I have something else completely in store for Ahsoka. That makes me excited. So I guess, do you think Thrawn is going to be the the Thanos like character? in this Mandalorian universe? That's a tough one to say because Thrawn, given canon, just canon, not even the other books, which he's got great books and everything on it. He plays, he's always more most interested in what's best for his people. So I see him willing to play with whoever's got the power. That's all Thrawn cares about. So I, I don't know how he's going to handle with the whole with the uh, Republic being built up and everything and how they're going to use him. Yeah, if the Republic's in charge, he's siding with them because they offer the best chance for his race to be successful, right? Yeah, because the main thing is he just doesn't want to have con- his people to have conflict with whoever's the big power in in charge uh, in the 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 known universe, as what they would call the known universe, since he's from the unknown mm-hmm. universe. Um, man. Um, I wouldn't mind. Like, so I've read three Ron book, Ron books. I've read three Thrawn books, and it's the mm-hmm. ones, the most recent ones, right? I guess not the most recent because he just came out with a few prequel prequel books. But I mean, I read Thrawn. I read the sequel to Thrawn, and I read the the last one in the trilogy. Right. Um, it's kind of like him rising up through the ranks. Um, it ta- it takes place before Episode Four. Um and right before, it takes place almost concurrently. Right before the Clone Wars, if I remember, or not? No, Clone, no, no, uh, Rebels. Re- Rebels. Yeah, I right think before Rebels. it takes place. Also takes place like kind of during Rebels, the last book at least. And they're they're really great. And you're right, he's not like a, this villain who's out there to conquer the galaxy. He's like, no, I'm just going to join the side that is going to best help my race, the Chiss. You know, like I just want to make sure they're they're not going to be in trouble. Um, bringing him back, I haven't read. I haven't read the the books that made him famous, right? I haven't read. What is it? Heir to the Throne. I don't know. I don't remember the names. Mm-hmm. Um, Heir. Oh, God dang it. Whatever. The first books to really come out that took place after Return of the Jedi. Um, sorry, fans. Send me all the hate mail. I know they're like the most beloved stories ever, but I think it'd be really cool if they did adapt a lot of that story, because this timeline's wide open for, for that, right? There's almost the Mandalorians, but basically all there is post Jedi, if you don't count like the battle of Jakku, but you would have to take certain things out. Like I know in that book, they, they resurrected a clone of the emperor. Like just get rid of that shit. Like I get it. Get rid of that, but have the same Too late for that, Rick. I know you can't, you can't do it again. Right. (laughs) But it would be really cool to keep elements of that and adapt it to this new Star Wars canon in a way that makes sense. I think that you want to talk about winning Legends fans over, that's how you do it right there. Would you be opposed to that? Uh, I'm just going to say, I just think it's going to put a big mess 
because the whole thing is like he is basically one of the main empire remnants and the empire doesn't play that uh big of a role after uh the the final big battle at uh yeah, the battle of starts no not battle of Endor. it takes two years later Jakku? it's where the uh yeah where where uh a new uh with the uh-oh where you see the star destroyer cr- crashed and everything Jakku, right? Yeah, I was agreeing with you, but yeah, yeah. yeah, the Battle of Jakku, it's like two years later after Return of Jedi. Yeah, yeah. After that, the Empire is done. Yeah, so I guess, but I mean, there's ways around that. I feel like maybe he's in contact with someone from the outer outer regions, you know, the unknown regions that the Empire, you know, because at the end of the Aftermath books... There is the Star Destroyer and the group of pirates that, or the Super Star Destroyer that leads with the yeah they 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 find this navigation through the the unknown region into the unknown region that's safe and so they're going to reform the Empire. Maybe he's in contact with them, and he said maybe he there's something about that that he thinks is, serves his best chance. I don't know, but he's coming back. And you're gonna... no, yeah, I know he's coming back. I just don't know how they're going to use him and. I, Fit in with what they the how they set him up to be like. He's gonna have to be the villain, so they're gonna have to find a a way to make him. Because right now, you're right; it doesn't make sense. He'd easily be like, "Oh, the New Republic's in charge. I'm just gonna join up with them." But there's got to be something that makes him evil. So maybe there there's got to be something, right? I mean, I don't know what that is. We don't know what it is. But if I had to guess, he's in contact with those from the unknown regions because he was still in the Empire when they went. Um, I'm excited though. I'm excited. I, I think I think he's gonna be the big bad. He's always a step ahead. I feel like Rebels kind of didn't do him justice. Um, but that story wasn't about him, so maybe that's okay. They only showed him losing in Rebels. <laughs> they didn't show him winning. He he did wipe out a good chunk of the rebellion. Yeah, I mean, and the only thing that stopped him was a being that he had no idea about and had no plan for it with the. Uh, that, the uh, the force being thing, I forget what the name yeah, is. The weird it sort of ruined his plan. It's like, yeah, I don't see him. Like, no one could have had a plan for that. <laughs> so let's wrap up. Are, do you want a Boba Fett season two? And if so, what? Uh, what? I, I'll be interested in it. I'm just more like, more than anything, I'm just more curious than like, oh, excited. I would say just so like, where will they go with this? Would you want a season two, or would you rather have him show up in the Mandalorian and kind of be like the sidekick? Oh, I figure he's going to show up in the Mandalorian already. I, that's to me, that's no question that he's going to be in the Mandalorian. I just realized we haven't talked about Cad Bane. <laughs> we have to talk about him briefly. He, God, that voice is so fucking good. His voice is so iconic now. Just hearing him talk, I'm like. If I'd never seen this guy before and I hear him talk, I'm like, I'm walking away from you because you're probably going to kill me. Like, I, I know <laughs> you're better than me. I'm walking away. Like, it's so intimidating. It's so good. Um, yeah. And people don't realize, like, we could, in the Andor C- series coming up, we could see a Boba Fett pre-original pre-tri- trilogy running around doing stuff. We could see a Cad Bane doing stuff. So it might not mm-hmm. be the last time we see Cad Bane. Would you want that? I'd be fine with that. That would fit in 
with this uh with the timelines and stuff. So yeah, that'd be interesting. But I've always enjoyed uh Cad Bane. I would really like to see a live action version of Hondo. Hondo would be really interesting yeah. to have it. I always like guy. a uh, I always like the the sort of uh chaotic neutral pirate style person that he is. So I feel like he could be both he could be on his their side or not. Whatever's the price, you know. I'm all about the profit. <laughs> he might stab you in the back, but you're still going to be friends with him after because he's such a likable guy. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, Hondo stabbed me in the back again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I want to see I want to see uh, Tamora Morrison play Rex. I want to see him play some, some other roles. I think it would be cool to like bring these favorites from the animation world to live action. Um, all right. Hopes and dreams for season three of Mandalorian. Like I said, I have to, to unite the Mandalorians and bring in some more Mandalorians and have them working towards uh, getting their planet back. Do you think he actually takes over and rules Mandalore? Uh, I'm going to see because I want to see what they would do with Bo-Katan because I feel like she needs to have her for her to not or for her to become leader. They're going to need to do a pretty good arc on her so but right now yes i I would say it's the mando has the right to the throne (laughs) do you want him to be in the throne because i don't think i do i like him just kind of being like a loner like nah i don't want this i just he's like he's taking the john roe route john roe i can't i'm I'm drunk he's taking the john snow route right now where he's like i don't want to be a king and everyone keeps putting him as king he's like no i don't want to be your king (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes that's who makes for the best leaders yeah but Jon Snow didn't play, take place in Star Wars. The last <laughs> thing I want is for the Mandalorian to have to stay on Mandalore, you know? Just my thoughts. I don't know. You don't want the Mandalorian to be a, Mando, a Mandalorian, huh? <laughs> no, I want it to be a space pirate. I do like the idea of seeing Mandalore in, in live action, though. That'd be pretty cool. All right. That was fun. Boba Fett. Good time. We we like it. We recommend it. I know it's divisive, but is it really that divisive or is just the haters really loud? I mean, I don't know what to say. At worst, it's good, right? At worst, it's good. There we go. Your, At worst, it's good. Your right brother there. said that the other night when I was when I went to a, a bar with him. He was like, yeah, at worst, it's good. It's not the Mandalorian, but it's good. I can just shut up and enjoy it. I was like, yes, that's why you're my best friend. <laughs> All right, y'all. So when we come back, we'll be reviewing a movie. I already forgot the name of it. What's it called? Another Round. Another Round. Absolutely. Um, until then, take care, y'all. See ya.